Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. We are close to ordinary time living in this season. Let us begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Lord God, that we who have been favored by the prompt succor of the Virgin Mother of your Divine Son in word, in disasters and epidemics and illness, may continue to merit her protection by fidelity to your word and to your law. We ask thee through the same Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, and the Father, and then the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we are in the right track, last, mm-hmm. uh, last program, last week, we were talking about the the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. and the epiphany of, of, of the Lord. But this week, our brothers and sisters from Guatemala have a tremendous and a highly devotion tradition that enlightens us to talk about the Black Christ. Yeah. How is that? So the, so the Black Christ is an image of our Lord uh, that is venerated by the people all over Guatemala. Um, it was created by Portuguese missionaries who very deliberately and consciously uh, made the image of our Lord not to look like themselves, but to look like the people to whom they were missioning. So to highlight the power of the incarnation, you know, Christmas tide nowadays officially ends with the baptism of the Lord. But um, thematically, the church kind of carries this power of the incarnation through to Candlemas Day to to the presentation in February. And so, so there are several um, devotional feasts that occur in the next three or four weeks that sort of show that the, the incarnation is just redolent throughout all of our lives. And this intuition of missionaries to make uh, make the Lord uh, look like the people to whom they're coming so that they can see he's come for them too is as old as the hills. Obviously, certain uh, comments uh, in a favor and not in favor as well mention that why have to be black Christ? Why we have to make a color? Those kind of uh, devotion also enlighten us more universal interpretation about the presence of our Lord in our lives. Right. So, so the the question of um, representation, especially as regards our Lord and His Blessed Mother and the saints, uh, is 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 an important one. Um, and a deep divanad is beyond what we'd be able to manage in a in a quick little radio show like this. But I think what's worth reflecting on is this. So people uh, today uh, rightly point out, you know, most of the images that we find of our Lord, especially in uh, North America and Western Europe, are of white people. White, correct. And this should not really surprise us because most of the people who have historically lived in North America and Western Europe are white people. Correct. <laughs> but. Um, but the reason that that happened was because they were intuiting this same thing about the incarnation. So they, they, they make the images to look like themselves because if God comes among us, he looks like us. That's not the same as a claim that the historical Jesus looked like he was Irish or German or English or something. I, I don't think anybody's ever really thought that, especially in places. Well, maybe the Germans did for a while, but nobody else. So. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but the, the church's missionary activity always does this, right? So we have representational images of our Lord in India, uh, Father Nippon and, and, and Father Lido can tell us about that here in town, um, going all the way back to the fourth century, where clearly our Lord and our lady look like Indian people. 
correct uh, Indian, uh, you know, uh, East Asian Indian. Uh, we have uh, Chinese images of our Lord that go back to the Nestorian period. Same thing. They, they, he looks Chinese. Um, and so it was only natural that when missionaries came to the New World, they would work very hard to make the images that they made of our Lord and of Our Lady to look like the people to whom they were ministering. It's, it's very interesting how you mentioned that because one of the words probably that the people did not realize that also we incorporate in the Holy Catholic Church is inculturation. Mm -hmm. And the inculturation is not to deny the host community that received the evangelization. On the contrary, is how we can assimilate this devotion and tradition as well. All that is true and good and beautiful, all that is redolent of the gospel is to be maintained. Um, it's, it's the reason, you know, the, the Irish kept their fairy tales, right? Because these were, they were, you know, uh, what the fathers would call semini verbi, right? Like they were seeds of the word that were already there that, that would made fertile, fertile ground for the, for the gospel to take. Uh, the same thing was true here in the new world. And so, um, the people's natural uh, association with images allowed the Jesuit missionaries to make an image of Christ that was especially evocative for them. Also, Our Lady of Chestohova, you know, another, uh, may I use right. with whole respect, black right. imagine of from Our Lady. Right. Now, the story of how Our Lady of Chestohova gets darkened is is a little more com is a little less deliberate complex but, okay. but 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 the move is exactly the same and and, and that's that that's what we want to maintain here is it is good that people make representationally based images of our lord and our lady recognizing that what we're doing right is is, is we're making a statement about the incarnation we're not making a statement about like what first century jews looked like in israel or something like Absolutely. that The other uh, great feast that we keep this week, um, uh, it, it touches a little closer to home than Guatemala for, for many of us, and that is Our Lady of Prompt Succour, or Prompt Sucker, if you're in New Orleans. Um, it, it, today we might say the Lady of uh, Hurry Up and Help. So it's um, hurry up and help. Oh. It's it's it, 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 it's 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 an image of the Virgin that was brought from the French to the city of New Orleans uh, by the Ursuline sisters, um, and uh, and that is the patroness of, of New Orleans and Louisiana. And the and the image of Our Lady and the devotion of the people has several times saved the city of New Orleans from great disaster. The the the, the big fire um, that nearly destroyed the whole of the city in Napoleonic times, and then later uh, during the Battle of New Orleans itself, President Jackson was involved. Involved in uh, in, a, in a sort of devotion to, to, to Our Lady of Prompt Succor, um, such that even up until Hurricane Katrina, she was the one that kept the city safe. This is a very interesting point that yeah, you have, like, Father. And also it's an invitation to be not only respectful about these local and, and devotions itself, but also to understand that it's the same God, the same Lady, even if we are in a different skin color, different geographic location, different backgrounds, we are calling part of that universal, Catholic, quotation marks, mean universal, and all of us are welcome to praise God. When I was assigned in Pilsen in Chicago, I used to talk our lady, about Our Lady of Pilsen. Now, Pilsen. That, I, now that I'm in, uh, on the South Side, I talk about, uh, depending on whether I'm preaching at St. Anthony's or Christ the King, either, <laughs> either Our Lady of the South Side or Our Lady of Fort Des Moines. But, you know, the, the fact that we have Our Lady of Guadalupe speaks exactly to this. Absolutely. She should be. She, she absolutely is Our Lady of Guadalupe, but she's also Our Lady of Iowa and Our Lady of, of, of Des Moines. In, in our, in our, of Americas. Ex, that's the whole bit. So it's, it's both broad and narrow, uh, generic and, and specific. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. 
After 18 years of working with them, I've met countless teenagers who walk through life like wounded puppies. Guys dying for someone to tell them they matter, and girls waiting for someone to build them up and tell them they're beautiful. My goal is to tell my little girls, you're beautiful, so many times that when a guy says, baby, you're beautiful, they say, I know, my dad's been saying that since I was two. <laughs> but ultimately, there's a sense of inner beauty and worth that their dad can't even give them. They have to find it for themselves. They have to find it in God. And as they do, they become men and women who have an inner strength, inner beauty, and sense of who they are that doesn't depend on any worldly affirmation. They become men and women who walk through life like royalty. And nothing is more beautiful than that. Where do you get your sense of beauty and worth from? This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. Father PJ, sometimes uh, the liturgy of the word is excessively richful, and we cannot catch in five minutes or seven minutes to preach, especially on Sundays when mm. we have a lot of crowd. However, this coming second Sunday of ordinary time, we have St. Paul in the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 4 to 11, and a very remarkable text to look in carefully. Could you please read for us? This is, this is from 1 Corinthians 12. Brothers and sisters, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God, who produces all of them and everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. To one is given the Spirit, through the Spirit, the expression of wisdom. To another, the expression of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith, by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, mighty deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, varieties of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. That is a beautiful piece. We, we, we choose this because this is a very interesting description 
how will be working better than a parish. Mm -hmm. We have very good people with multiple talents, mm -hmm. not to doing everything by themselves. So specifically talents and vocations that enlighten us to moving as orchestra. There's a, a beautiful woman at St. Teresa when I was a kid growing up named Charlotte Parks. And Charlotte was a, was a dear lady. Um, and she did everything. She wanted to do absolutely everything. And Father Coke, God be good to him, uh, he, uh, he, he, he took her aside one day. I was just a little kid, but I overheard the conversation. And he said, Charlotte, everybody ought to do something, but nobody should try and do everything. There's great wisdom there. There's great wisdom there. He wasn't trying to cut her off. He wasn't trying no, to no. say, church busybody, go away. That wasn't the move at all, right? right, right. But it was, it, 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 it was discern, well, what it is you're being drawn to. Use the pastors of the church to help you sort that out and then, and, and then do that. But don't try and do something else. God's calling somebody else to do that. Absolutely. You just do what you're being drawn to. When we're talking about different kinds of spiritual gifts, it's also a delegation in the divine providence, in the divine wisdom from the, for the presence of the Holy Ghost that guides us and enlightens us. Because sometimes we fell down in this prideful attitude that we can control everything. I can be a prophet. I can be a musician. I can be <laughs> accounting everything, you know? I think, I think it's important to see. So, so St. Paul returns to this theme of the one and the many over and over and over again. One body, many parts. One spirit, many gifts. But he's making a distinction here that's important and that I think is worth our listeners really taking to heart. Uh, elsewhere, when he talks about the body and its members, um, he's talking about the one body of Christ, but he's dealing with the members primarily by way of their um, sort of natural affinities or natural gifts. When he talks about the spirit here, and this is very clear from the, from the specific examples that he's using, he's now in the realm of the supernatural. So we're talking about supernatural gifts, and the discernment of supernatural gifts is never something we can know with certitude on our own. That always has to be submitted to the wisdom of the church, and that those, the diversity of those gifts then have to be employed by the pastors of the church. That's one of their main jobs um, in order to ensure the building up of the body, because the very first principle he has here, right, to each individual, the manifestation of the spirit is given For some benefit. Benefits. Not to the benefit of the individual, but to the benefit of the whole. And so this is the reason when we come uh, into things like private revelation, um, those things aren't for everybody on purpose. They're for the specific time and place and people that are involved in them. Um, and even then, it doesn't always work the way that, that we'd want it to. Um, so supernatural gifts, you know, th th this, is, this is the hard work of discernment. It's what we do when guys are in seminary. It's what we endeavor to, to do with young couples when they're um, uh, discerning marriage, marriage together. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's to ensure not just that on a human level, on a natural level, like you guys seem like you wouldn't murder each other. Rather, it, 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 it's ensuring that, yeah, no, it, it looks like God has brought you together, that God's calling something out of each of you through the other, and that the two of you together can be something better than you can be by yourself. It's very interesting how you describe to go into that discernment of spirits. And discernment of spirit enlightens us to be in a more proactive manner, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and the action of the Holy Spirit through us himself. That's exactly right. So that what you wind up having ultimately is is uh, the, the 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 spirit works 
um, like in a symphony. And what these what these various gifts do is they allow the different parts of the of the orchestra to play each their own part. The most perfect manifestation of this, of course, right, is in the sacrifice of the mass itself. Absolutely. So the 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 the, the priest acts in a certain sense as conductor, calling forth the gifts of the individual members of the uh, of the assembly. Um, but then also he's uh, he's an actor himself. He's not absent his own his own stuff there, right? And so he's got to give what he's got to give, and then lean on others for for for, for what they've got to give. And they're not all the same thing. When a priest uh, unnecessarily takes the part of a layman in the course of the of the liturgy, that's a real disruption. Likewise, when a layman takes a part that's proper to the priest, it can become a genuine abuse and distort Absolutely. the body. And the same thing is true outside of the liturgy, just for the good order of the church. Um, you know, uh, I often hear uh, older priests when they first retire say, "Oh, I'm I'm so grateful I can get back to the word of work of priesthood again." Well, and I you understand what they're saying, and and much of the administration that pertains to our life now is not what priests have always done. But governance is by office part of part of pastoring, like it's part of our job. Uh, it might not always be a favorite part of our job, but it's a real part of our job. Of and so collaborating with especially those members of the lay faithful who show both natural and supernatural gifts of administration, we're able to uh, to keep the church in good order. And it's very interesting to learning from this uh, eloquent some Paul, Paul description that we are also willing to use those gifts and willing to use in the practical manner to build in a community, not only to presume that I have the gift. The gift its value if created and a benefit not only for myself, to others in self. I think a word, the, a good church word for people to put in their back pocket is ordo. <laughs> um, and ordo comes in English as order, but I think today it might be better translated as focus. Focus. Or direction. Correct. Right? So so, so the church is ordered or organized or Focused in particular directions with particular people performing particular functions, all for the great work of bringing Jesus to the world. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. You get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Binada Freight, Iowa Catholic Radio. So, also we have in the same liturgy of the world for this coming second, uh, second Sunday of Ordinary Time, the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Could you please read for us, Father? There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. And Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine without knowing where it had come from, Although the servers who had drawn the water there knew, the head, water called, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then when the people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the common interpretations about this piece of the Gospel, Father, it's uh, the people call the first miracle, the first public uh, providential intervention from our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, it serves as, as, as the first of the signs um, that, that Jesus does, the, the sort of the, what's called the Gospel of the Signs in, in, in St. John's Gospel. And it's, it's the first sort of public testimony to, to his work, which is uh, what the encounter with Our Lady at the front end is, is really sort of ultimately about. The, the other reason it's important, though, and the reason we're reading the Gospel of Cana right now is because historically uh, the Feast of the Epiphany was a, was a threefold feast. It concerned both the, the, the coming of the Magi, the adoration of the Magi, the baptism of the Lord, and the wedding at Cana. And all three Gospels were read on this day. Uh, and the reason was, again, I, I've used that word before on the show, theophany. This is an instance where Christ manifests his identity. It's not a new identity. It's who he always was, but he reveals himself to us uh, like, like a character in a film casting off the cape or throwing off the mask, showing who he really is. It's beautiful. Also, at the same time, Father, the meaning of the, 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 the wine, the wine play and a very important role, not only in this piece of the gospel, but in general about the Jesus ministry itself. Right. So, so, so wine is a desperately important symbol throughout the whole of the Old Testament. Um, it, it, it signifies uh, at times both fruitfulness and um, uh, like degradation. Um, because, of course, w what has to happen in order for wine to be made is, first of all, the grapes have to be destroyed. So you can't eat grapes if you're going to turn them into wine because they, they have to be pulped, right? Um, and then the wine has to be let go to ferment. 
And yeast was a very dangerous thing in uh, the ancient Near East, which is why unleavened bread was more common than leavened bread. Um, and it was very easy for wine to turn sour and into vinegar. Wow. And so, um, so, so wine is this very delicate thing. It's a very precious thing. Um, the pagans would pour out libations of wine uh, to the gods, and, that, and that's because it was precious. It was like pouring out something good. You're deliberately foregoing something good. Um, here, you know, the, 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 Lord's, um, the Lord's first public miracle, turning water into wine, is not simply a matter of Jesus bringing booze to the party. Though that is probably important uh, for um, for our communities that uh, struggle more with um, whether or not alcohol is ever appropriate. Like this is this is real wine. That's the point of the story. But is that is that it's attached to the ceremonial use of wine uh, in the in in the temple and specifically what is known as the cup of blessing, the blessing cup. Um, the, the the blessing cup is offered right with the, the acclamation Chaim to life, um, and, and the cup sort of contains life within it. Well, this is a this is a sort of prophecy, right, of what's going to happen, and of the wine that ultimately will become Christ's own blood, life itself contained in a chalice. Very prophetical, because at the end of the gospel said, everyone serves good wine first, and then. When people have drunk freely an inferior one, but you have kept the good wine until now. It's the Holy Eucharist. So ultimately, right, so 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 Saint John, of course, is the only one who doesn't record the institution narrative that this is my body, this is my blood part in his gospel. But he does have these very explicit and miraculous references both to bread and to wine. He has the feeding of the 5,000, which turns into the bread of life discourse. So, so Jesus' long sermon on the, on the Holy Eucharist. And he, he has Jesus' first miracle, the superabundance, the superabundant cup, the cup that, 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 that never runs out and that always gets better, never gets worse. Uh, some people can call, can call unpolite response from Jesus when he was requested by Mary to have we don't have wine right so so uh, so his use of the word woman here is very deliberate um and and and, and to refer to a person as woman uh, i i don't recommend it most husbands this is not a great way to endear yourself right um uh but but uh, from the earliest days, the church fathers have interpreted it in this way. Mary, of course, stands in a certain sense as the new woman. She's she's the she's the first of the new uh, of the new race made possible by Jesus's uh, suffering and death. And so 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 she's called woman in the same way that Adam calls Eve woman. Now. Don't press this too far. It's not because Jesus got some weird edible thing with his mother. That's not the idea. But it, but, but it's Jesus pointing us to the person of his mother, even in the midst of the revelation of his own identity. We can't understand who he is without understanding who she is. And she's absolutely essential for us to get him. Absolutely. And at the same time, some people didn't realize that when we present the wine during the offertory, we took, obviously, a child that, the, the chalice with wine, but we add water. Why, Father? So the, the commingling of the water and the wine is an ancient practice um, that had to do with the way that wine was made and the strength of it. Um, when, you, when you ferment wine straight the way they did in those days, the way you 
the wine that we get in bottles today is highly processed was not in those days and so it would need to be cut it was much more uh sticky or sluggish and so so there was a practical reason but the symbolic reason which is ultimately what the eucharist is meant to accomplish in everyone who receives it is tied to the prayer the deacon says as he commingles the water and the wine by the mingling of this water and wine may we come to share in the divinity of him even who has humbled himself to share in our humanity we are approaching this very interesting program let us send to your blessing father may the lord jesus true god and true man bless you all the father the son and the holy spirit Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists. 